All right, Man to Man podcast, Mike Makowski, Dennis Lemire, we're back for another episode, and uh, the last one was good, and it's been it's been fun finishing up the summer. It's hot as all get out here. What I think is funny is you're moving into more of this. <laughs> so I take authority over that, and Jesus, gets, I'm going to bring snow to Oklahoma. Now. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> I'm going holy crap, but but. I, the part for me is it's great is that there's an end. Yeah. Like it's going to end. And it's going to get really cold. And then I'm going to wish I was here in this. You're just going into more heat. Man. <laughs> yeah. And then when it's 10 below here, it should be around 40 or 50 there. Yeah. So, you know, and then, and then, then we'll, hopefully there's a trade off of some sort, man. The tables will turn. Yeah, the tables <laughs> will turn. So, uh, but anyways, it's, uh, it's into summer. We're just kind of wrapping things up. And, and what we want to talk about today is an interesting topic. And, um, in conversation, really. So this is very, this is very counter to the way that culture is going right now. And by culture, I mean, you know, in the United States, in in the West, like the general direction that society is is sort of taking off. And when we see these things, um, I mean, we see them across a lot of different areas. Where you'll just you'll see this general trend in society that will go a direction, and 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 it and it goes hard a lot of times. Yeah. And and when it does, sometimes it's alarming and you're going, holy, you know, where are we going here? Where is this direction going? And sometimes it's good, right? Sometimes it's for the positive. You know, when we're talking about civil rights and things like that, that's for the positive. Like go as fast and as far down that direction as you need to go. There's other things where you look at it and you go, you know, is where is this line up biblically though? Right. And what ends up happening, I think, is that some of the biblical principles they get taken out of context for one, and they get abused yeah. in some ways, right? And they get used as a weapon yeah. against some people, and that leaves a bad taste in people's mouth. And then they throw it away completely, and they say, "Well, um, you know, this is something that doesn't apply to now because it was used in this way by this person right. or this group of people, right. right?" And that's Super dangerous, and so we're talking about um, you know the man being the head of the household, and and um, and biblically what that means, right. because it can be used as a weapon, or it can be used as the Bible intends it. Right. And I think in the end, I don't think I know that in the end we want it to be used the way the Bible intends it to, and not to be used as a weapon. Right. And so I think it's important to have the conversation as to what the heck does that mean? Then? Right. You know, it's. It's real easy when you read these verses to boom and let it take you off in a direction. You know, I shouldn't even say it's really easy because I don't know that it is easy to me, but I can see how it could be easy to kind of run in that direction. What, what makes it easier is if culture is going in that direction, it makes it easier to choose to go that direction. You know, right. we, we talked a little bit about feelings and everything this last podcast and and that's what's becoming more and more prevalent is if this if this feels wrong, if this feel doesn't feel right, then it must be wrong. And so I'm not going to go there. Right. And so it does become easier if you're swayed into, you know, the world and the ways of the world. So. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, let's start off with like, what does the Bible say about the roles between men and women when it comes to being in a relationship? And, uh, and you know, not just in a marriage, I think, but it applies to all relationships. Right. right? So men and women. Uh, you know, the Bible says in Genesis that God created us in his image, man and woman. Right. So both man and woman are created in God's image. Right. Obviously, again, something that our society uh, sort of refuses right now, completely different images, right? 
man had an image of God that he wanted, a part of God that God wanted man to have, he he put into man. But then there was a part of God that he put into women that he wanted women to have. And they are distinctly different. And I don't care what anyone says. There's differences between the two. And so now you put those two into a relationship and it gets complicated at times, right? And so... I think it's great that the Bible dictates, hey, there are roles in this. Just like Genesis says, there's a role for a man, there's a role for women. There are roles in relationship. So maybe we should start there. Yeah, well, definitely. Because, uh, yeah, we'll just start with the scripture verse. And then then I'll share a little bit about the first time I ever experienced this. But but in every premarital that I'm doing now, uh, you know, in every premarital that I've, I've been doing, I do a lot of premaritals. And it's just this this point of headship, this point of the, the husband being the head of the wife and the husband being the head of this household, that authority that's been given by God is not liked anymore. And and they really, whenever I say that, you can feel the tension in the air, right? Whether it be from the guy or from the girl, it doesn't matter. But there's this tension like, wait a minute, there's somebody that's actually the boss. There's right. somebody that is the final decision. No, we don't want that. We're always going to make our decisions together. We're never going to argue Everything's going to be, and it's just not true. And so, but based off the scripture in Ephesians 5, it says, For wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church. As the church submits to Christ, so you wives should submit to your husbands in everything. You know, and that word submit literally means respect, or it means to place yourself under. You choose to place yourself under that. And then, so this is what got me. For husbands, this means love your wife just as Christ loved the church. And let me let me tell you the first experience I ever had this. I was just got saved. I was just learning how to be a husband to my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was working as a mechanic. And this detail guy came in. And he says, he said, you know, uh, I'm getting married next weekend. And, you know, he claimed to be a Christian, a Christ follower. And, uh, you know, he said, I'm getting married next weekend. He was, I was saying congratulations. Well, then we hired him about a month later to detail our truck. And he came in and he was this little guy, a little skinny guy. And he came in. I'm like, hey, how was the wedding? He said, oh, the wedding was great. But but since then, it's been it's been a major struggle. I'm like, why? He goes, because she doesn't understand the authority that God's given me as head of the household. Mm. <laughs> and I went, What? He said, God said that I'm the head of the household. She needs to do what I say, and she's just not willing to do what I say. And I'm like, I didn't, you know, even, even my young Christianity, I'm like, that doesn't even seem right. Awesome. And then he started sharing me stories of how he told her to do this, and she said she didn't feel like it. And he's like, not about your feeling. You need to do it because I have authority over you, according to the Bible. And so I went and studied. Sure. I went and studied. And when I came across the scripture where it says, why submit to your husband? It says, but this what this means for husbands, this means... Love your wife just as Christ loved the church and right. gave himself up for her. There's a whole lot of difference in having dictatorship and authority or having submission and love and respect to when you're being the head. Right. And so uh, two weeks later, he came back and he said, I said, so how's it going? He goes, yeah, he goes, I don't know if this marriage is going to last. He said, because she just doesn't understand the biblical role. Now she's not wanting to go to church with me. And. And he started getting, oh, yeah, right. And he started getting true. very angry. His veins are popping out of his neck. And I said, you know what? I said, I did some studying while you're gone. I said, I think you have a wrong perspective of what the head of the household means. What do you mean wrong? What do you mean wrong? 
I said, well, it's so you're supposed to give up your life for your wife, not supposed to dictate over her and tell her what to do. Right. And he goes, no, you're reading it incorrect. I'm like, I don't know. And he started getting angry at me. And he started saying, well, I know why she doesn't do it because she had an abusive father mm-hmm. and that father abused her. And so now she's not willing to take, take, you know, accept my authority. I said, well, I found out something else. I said that 78% of women marry men just like their dads. Whoops. He's a little unhappy, yeah, but I could have beat him up. But that's when I first realized, okay, wait a minute. So I went on to a study about the headship and about being the head of the household. And when you think of the responsibility that we have as the head, because our responsibility is to love our wives like Christ loved the church. He gave himself up for her. There's something about being ahead and also giving my life up. I'll do anything right. for her, right? right. Well, so a woman is going to want to submit to someone that's an authority if she's loved like in that way, right? And so, you know, it goes on to say that Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed the cleansing, washed by the cleansing of, the, of God's word. So there's something about headship that makes my wife feel clean right. and holy. All right. So if, you're, if your wife is, no, trust me, I'm not saying your wife has, you know, everything, everything you do, you know, you got to, she's got to, if she doesn't feel that way, we're doing something wrong, right? Because she's got to have respect and submission. So it's two of the same thing. I, I am the head of the household and I, I gave up my life for her and she respects and, and uh, submits to me as kind of a circle. Mm-hmm. So many times yeah, when I hear that, I really hear like a race to the bottom. almost. Yeah. That right? is like, good. like wives are trying to submit to their husbands. Husbands are trying to, you know, lift the wives up and make them feel holy and clean. And, you know, it's like, right. it's like you're almost trying to outdo each other right. as to how much you can support the other person. Right. Right. And right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is because when I, many times in, in my marriage, if I'm seeing that Carrie's not supportive of what I'm doing or whatever, I kind of take a look at, Okay, am I loving her? Like, right? Because I, because I'm the head. So, the head's always, you know. And this is what I love about headship. The head's always a first, the the one that goes first, right? The head mm-hmm. needs a body. A body needs a head. But someone that's in the head, he's going to take the first step. And so, do I look to blame my wife, blame my kids, right? Do I take the first step to heal, to bring healing to that, right. to bring restoration to that? Everything that Jesus did for the church is my responsibility to do as the head of my family. So it has absolutely. They're not going to want to do what they do. What, do what I say if I don't show them love. I mean, why would they want to respect? Why would if I don't if I don't act out of love towards them? If I act out of it constantly being mean and blaming, which I was very critical, right. you know, you know. But when we operate out of the headship in the right manner, you're going to get submission from a wife. You're going to get respect. You're going to get those things. And when and when a wife operates out of a right manner, you're going to get love. That's going to be Christ-like. And so, like you say, it is kind of a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. But I'm always, I shouldn't say always, many times if there's something going awry in my family, I go first in checking myself. Right. When it comes to my kids, when it comes to my friendships, when it comes to whatever, there's something going awry. Okay, what have, how have I contributed? What have I done? I've been operating out of the headship that God's called me to lead. Right. And it goes on to say, he did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Something about how we operate as headship towards our wife. I love this. It says it says that we present her to ourselves as a glorious, I say a person, even though he says a church, a glorious church, without spot, wrinkle, or any other blemish. Well, how many women like spots, wrinkles, and blemishes, right? right? <laughs> and so that's why to this day, I think my wife's be more beautiful than she was when I first met her. Right. Uh, why? Because I'm, I'm hopefully being the head of this household and 
helping and making decisions and making decisions together. And, and uh, there's something about, I can't explain, I just miss a smile when I say it. There's something about operating in that way that helps them feel healthy, mm-hmm. helps them sense a, a sense of security, helps them see that, that uh, sees good in them when they probably don't, when they're getting attacked by the world. Right. Uh, and it's, and well, I think that goes along with, right? So the definition of love in the Bible, right? First Corinthians. Yeah. This is the message Bible, which again, I think just the the words that they use because it, it, it takes the words and it unpacks them a little bit more, right? So here, love never gives up. Right there. I mean, that one is right. like, that's crazy, right? I mean, yeah. love never, never gives up, right? That's just, ju- if, if men embrace just that. Right. Oh my God. I mean, it's, I'm not even through, I'm into the second one and there's like six of them, right? Like, that's it. Just never give up. Never give up on them. Love cares more for others than for yourself. Love does not want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut or, you know, it says doesn't have a swelled head. So it's not prideful, right? Doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first, right? Doesn't fly off the handle. Right. There's another one a lot of guys could probably get me too, for sure. Right. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. That's a that's a tough one. Yeah. Because you feel right, like well, you did, right? I I I have a, a group of guys that I'm a part of, and in this one come we have one guy who this is like his you know, sometimes guys have like a go-to thing, right? Where, right. where it seems like they're always they're always finding a way to tie it in. This guy's not a Christian. Like right. He'll he'll say right out like I used to be, but now I'm not. And he all the time will be in conversations. Guys will be bringing up issues they're having, and he'll say, "It sounds to me like you're keeping score, and you can't do that." And I'm just like, it "Sounds to me like you're a Christian, and you think you're not." I mean. <laughs> Like that is the, that you know, and, and again, we can use Christian principles, but yeah. everything, but you know, doesn't keep score of the sins of others. That's a big one in marriage. Oh, big, big one. Doesn't re- revel when others grovel. So it doesn't like when other people are down, right? And out. Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Um, puts up with anything. I like the flowering of truth. I love that. Yeah. The, 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 it's gentle, you know, right? That's yeah. What gets me. Takes pleasure in the flowering yeah. of truth. Yeah. Basically, it's not forces truth on right. or hits people over the head with no. truth right it doesn't say that it says takes pleasure in the flowering yeah, that's so like the blossoming or right. coming out of truth right. when truth comes out right puts up with anything like dang that's another one where you're going okay and me and you had a podcast on this too. right yeah i mean been a year ago at least trusts god always always looks for the best never looks back Man, that's another one that's like, dang. Yeah. Never looks back, but keeps going till the end. Love never dies. Never fails. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting is that, you know, if you if you want to be the head of your household, live by that's that. That's what you have to do. That's it. Live by that. So let's say you're not, yeah. right? Like 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 most of us, yeah. you, you want to be the head of your household and you read that and you go, well, that's not me. Yeah. Right. I, I I am not living up to that, which I mean, I'll just come out and say it. Right. Is probably why wives are hesitant to submit to their husbands because their husbands aren't doing that. Right. So what do you do? I mean, when you find yourself in that situation where you're standing here and, and you're a guy that's listening to us and they're like, well, that's not me. I mean, that's that's 
there's a lot of stuff in there. It's pretty heavy. Well, it's pretty <laughs> tough, right? Yeah. yeah. So where do you start? What's you know what's the first place you go to, and, and how do you how do you make this happen? Because I know guys are thinking right now, yeah, but if I do that, my wife's just going to run over me because yeah. she's used to me not doing that, right. and right. so that's not going to work in my house. Right. Well, it, it, you know, we talked about, we talked a little bit about the first thing, but the second thing that you can think of as a head is he takes responsibility. He's the first to take responsibility. And so if there's something going on, he's the, I'm first to check my own heart. I'm first to go into, okay, what's going on here? What's what's going on in my heart? If I'm not operating out of one of those things of love, okay, what's, what's what's again, the thing you and I talk about a lot, what's the belief that's causing the behavior? Right. So I'm going to take that responsibility. If something's going wrong, I'm not going to blame my wife. In fact, the other scripture says, uh, uh, it says that, Instead, she will be holy and without fault, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not going to blame fault. I'm not going to put fault on her or my kids. I'm going to take responsibility and go, hmm, check my heart. Check where I'm at. Find out what maybe I've come into agreement with. Check out what maybe I'm holding against now because of something that happened, you know? So that's what I believe you got to do. Like, I don't think I don't think it's impossible for, I don't think it's possible for us to operate out of unconditional love. Mm. I just don't, I think we can have times of operating out of it. Right. But I don't think, why? Because we're human, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And so those moments that I do operate out of conceal love, that's really actually Christ operating through me, right? Right. I mean, that's just the truth. I mean, there's been times where I've felt, felt totally encompassed by the love of God and somebody did something not good to me. And, and I didn't, take, didn't blame, didn't get angry, didn't get anything. That's happened a few times. That's when I think I was actually allowing the unconditional love of God to operate through me. But... Mm. Being human, we're going to, there's going to be conditions a lot of times, you know, which obviously I shouldn't rule it. But, but the point is, is that you got to take, you got to take first responsibility. You got to be, as a head of household, you take the first responsibility of checking my own heart. Okay. Right. Sure. And then I, I, you know, this is the other one that this goes wrong with what you're saying just a little bit earlier. Uh, It says here, it says in the same way. Husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. Mm-hmm. So think about what you said. What do I do? Well, do you like yourself? Right. As the head, everything that you reflect is going to roll downhill. Mm-hmm. Everything. Sure. Right. Sure. Yep. And so do you like you? Right. Right. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of times when if you're the, when you're the way that you're feeling about yourself is reflected out of you is what you're saying right, right. on to other people right i mean but how many when you look at the, when you look at the generation you know how many people are just depressed they don't like themselves they a lot right so if you don't like you if you don't have a relationship with christ that ignites your life and causes you to grow and you just like you that is going to spill out on your family it's just going to it says here, it says, for a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. Hmm. So think about that responsibility. Right. The fact of that, I mean, I love my wife. Why? Because I actually, I know my identity in Christ. I know who I am. Right. right. Those moments that I question who I am, and if I don't like who I am, it's going to reflect into your life, into your relationship with your wife. It'll reflect into your relationship with others too. Mm-hmm. So that's just another thing that we have to take responsibility over. Are we doing, are we living a life that's chasing after God, working on our stuff right. instead of blaming people for our stuff, mm-hmm. right? But we're constantly doing that because we got to constantly grow, right? Right. I think the, the thing that kind of always, and I think I said this to you before, right, is the thing that one of the things that jumps out at me in this too is that 
You know, like it's specifically, it's very specific to, you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church, right? And and I know you said like you substitute that with, you know, people a lot of times, but again, so if you think about that, right? So as Christ loved people, mm-hmm. people were not nice no. to Jesus a lot of times. The, I mean, it was... His whole ministry they was... They killed him. Nice. I mean, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's how not nice they were, right? right. Is they literally murdered him yeah. brutally, yeah. right? And and yet at the end, the amazing thing is, is on the cross, he's like thinking of those people. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm here for you still. I'm taking this for you. Yeah. And so that's not... You know, that's not the kind of thing to just sort of skip past. I mean, I feel like it's the the other part is, is that's so hard because yeah. Never mind, I'm gonna cut that part. Out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it's difficult. Of course, it's difficult. It's hard. I mean, living living a Christian life as a man is difficult, and there's always gonna be wars against us trying to live out what God's planned us for us to do. Uh, but when you think about when you think about being the head of your household and when you think about the reality and the responsibility of that and you do some of these things, which is take cons- consistently take, what does Dr. B call it? Not a heart check, but a audit. Audit, yeah. yeah you audit know, take an audit of yourself. You know, if there's things going a certain way and we're supposed to be the first to be praying. I mean, how many men are the first that are the ones that lead prayer in their household? How many are the first that lead worship in their household? I'll never forget uh, one of my son's best friends, which we considered him a son, um, at uh, a wedding that we were at with with him. I, I, you know, and he came up to me and he said, "I want to thank you. I want to thank you, Dad." Because he called him Dad. You know, Tyler calls his dad Dad. And I was like, "For what?" He goes, "For setting the example of being in your Bible every day." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "Every time I came over, didn't matter if it was during the week or during matter if it was if it was on a weekend." He said, "Every morning when I got up." You were always in that rocking chair reading. And he goes, Thank you for setting that example. Now, that may be small, but as the head of the household, that made me feel kind of proud that, oh my gosh, even a kid, even a kid that doesn't live with me 100% of the time still noticed that. Mm-hmm. That's what headship is supposed to be. It's supposed to be something that is represented to the family so that they can represent it in the world. And um, I think that's cool because, like, what, you know, if you're a guy and you're sitting there right now thinking, you know, how do I? You know what? Do I, what am I doing here? What? How do I put this into practice? Right? I mean, if your kids, if you, if you, even if you're just thinking about your kids in this, right? How you represent in terms of being the head of your household is going to come out in your kids. Oh yeah. You know, it it, it just is. Like yeah. it's it's going to be the kind of thing where they are going to respond to that or notice that. Now maybe they don't tell you because frankly. I think that most of the time kids are not going to tell you that as well, it's happening. In the younger ages, they're very quick right. to say things and they just don't, they, they have no funnel. They have no, you know, right. you know, they, you know, my kids were very quick in the younger age to tell me they dislike something. But yeah, I have teenagers, so yeah. they're never telling yeah. me if I do anything good, <laughs> no matter what, right? Like I have two teenage boys, so I don't, I could do the greatest thing in the history of the world. And they'd be like, that was good. That was nice cool. job. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. All right, way to go, Dad. You know, well, I, was, I was meaning good and bad. I was mean, my kids were, you know, my kids when they were younger, they had no filters. So right. they're just like, Dad, why do you do that? That's so stupid. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah. They'll say that. My dear teenager will say that oh, too. Yeah. So, but, you know, but it'll be reflected in your kids. Right. And frankly, I, I think that it it shows them how it, you need to model that to them so that that shows them how to, how these roles of men yeah. and women work in this world because what they're getting from society. No. Is not this. No. 
at all. They are being told the exact opposite that the, there are no roles between men and women. There are no roles. And I, I really believe in all my heart that women have had to step up to the plate and step into those roles because of weak-willed men. I, I believe that with all my heart. Sure. Uh, you know, I, I believe that uh, that they've they've had to step into these positions and be these. And I and when you look at today's day and age, this is this is once again why why they feel like their their level of authority is the same. You know, uh, because. Because of how it's been mishandled and how women have been mishandled by men who claim to be the head of their household. And and I mean, I could go on and on and on about just different times of premarital and marriage coaching Mm -hmm. where this has came to it came to a head because the man is not representing the head of the household in the right manner. And the woman is not representing respect or submission to him. And I mean, frankly, it's it's. I mean, honestly, it's what got me here, right? I mean, it, it literally is, which in some ways, you know, I'm not mad that I'm here, frankly, but but it is. I, I was very much, I was the physical and emotional head of my household, but not the spiritual head right. of my household at all. Right. And so that was a big gap in my family where we didn't have a spiritual Head for a lot of years. I, right. di- I, I did. And then I wasn't for a lot right. of years. I was not. And, 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 you know, what that forced Tara to do was to, you know, was to, to want for that, first of all. Right. right? And for, for a long time, she wanted me to be that spiritual head because she didn't want to assume that role right. at all. And then it basically made her step in and say, if you're not going to be the spiritual head, then you're right. no longer going to be the physical and, and emotional head either. Right. You know, because it's an all or nothing role. Right. And so, you know, it wasn't that she even stepped in and said, I'm going to do it. She just said, if you're not doing all of it, then you're not doing any of it. Right. And so that was the end of that. (laughs) And, and, you know, um, so sooner or later, you know, it comes back to bite you. Oh, yeah. Because it's meant to be you when you have somebody in that role that is the physical, emotional, financial, you know, head of the household right but not the spiritual head of the household that stuff all becomes very dangerous oh yeah because you you're missing like the most important important component of that the roles of right between in the family right and so you're you know you're filling a lot of roles, which I think a lot of guys feel like that. Yeah, you don't understand, but I, I'm the only one that works. I take care of all the bills. I do this. I do, you know, and they'll list off, keeping a list of all of these things that they do, right? They'll, their score tally will be full of things, right. but the one that is spiritual head of your household is not in their column. No. And that's the one that overrules all of this. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, when it talks about the, 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 the stuff we face. Mm-hmm. We fight principalities of the air. We don't fight right. flesh and blood. Right. And so you're, you're doing everything flesh and blood, which can help at times, but it's never going to have the spiritual dynamic and the spiritual role of the headship of, 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 of a man. I mean, and once again, I'm not, once again, I'm not saying that there's been so many times where Curie's had to pick up the baton on me for mm-hmm. praying. There's been so many times where she's had to pick up the baton on me, even financially. You know, so there are seasons where the wife, 
steps up, but they're going to want to step up to right. take care of the husband. They're going to because whether what because of the situations that I've been in. Because you're in a race to the bottom, right? Exactly. So it's not that a woman could ever be that role. In fact, every single mom is that role, right? I mean, that's the, they're the head because, you know, back in the biblical days, you know, when it came to when it came to families, the, the authority or the head was actually the oldest person in the room. The oldest person. That's where respect of authority came from. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So so it isn't like saying that the wife never stepped up to the place. No, there's been multiple times where my wife has taken on the baton because I couldn't. Right. You know, and I couldn't. But but she never got to a point ever that I, I can say this for sure. She never got to a point of going, okay, you're out because now I can do this. I don't need you. She never got to that point. Mm-hmm. She, so hopefully I'm doing something right and causing her to to feel without fault and be without fault and loving her the way that I'm supposed to. And, you know, once again, guys who are listening, I mean, being the head does not mean you're the dictator. It does not right. mean you're the rule setter. It does not mean you're the, you know, you make everybody do what you want. No, you earn the right to have people follow you in this family, to have people look up to you in this family. I mean, I ask, you know, when you ask kids nowadays, you know, what, what, you know, what do they want their, or who would they want as, or who is their hero? You know, it's, it's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I rarely do you hear dad. Right. Right. Rarely do you hear dad. And why do you think, once again, we can go into the spiritual side of it, but why do you think, you know, the enemy is so against, so hard against families right now and taking men out of the picture? Because he knows that if they were the spiritual head of their household, that he wouldn't have the room to get in there to do any disruption. Right. Because the man is praying. Because the man is taking authority over things that are coming in spiritually. He's praying for his kids when they're sick, not just saying, well, get better, hurry up, you got to go to school. Mm-hmm. You know, you actually lay hands on them and pray for them. You're the leader. You're the first You're the first to take responsibility of what's going on in your home. Um, and if you want to reflect Christ the way Christ was for the church. Well, that is a lot of giving up you got to do. So for sure. I think I'll end with the CS Lewis quote that I actually read this morning. Right. For guys that are out there, you know, are just like, what do I do? Right. I don't, I feel inadequate in this place. Right. Because I wasn't doing that, which is where I was again, frankly, you're in, you're in company here. CS Lewis said, you can't go back and change the beginning. But you can start where you are and change the ending. That's great. And um, I think that's where a lot of guys need to start, right? Yeah. Is you can't go back and change the beginning, right. but you can still have control of the change. Right. So, yeah, I love start that. Now. Start now. All right. All right, buddy.